0: going on everybody welcome in to another episode of the lakers outsiders podcast slash stream i'm your host gary kester here with you as always and joining me as always is my confidant my good pal Hani amadian Hani, are you happy that the lakers won or sad that the raptors lost today
1: it's a bittersweet feeling mainly because My boys got in a little bit of a kerfuffle. A little tussle? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't like seeing that. I don't like, uh, you know, a bunch of my uh, my my large adult sons getting in a little fight because one of them suplexed the other one for some reason. Yeah, they went
0: full <laughs> WWE. I thought, you know, I was watching like Monday Night Raw for a second, but brought back some childhood memories for me personally. I thought John Cena was going to show up out of nowhere. Of course, you wouldn't be able to see I, I him, s- but...
1: I certainly expected trust to throw Gary Trent Jr. through a table.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I did too, man. That, that was pretty uh, – cra- I don't know what was going on with that. Like that was some of the weirdest stuff I think I've seen on a basketball court. Like Dennis Schroeder trying to hold him up and then all of a sudden he like gets up and tries
1: to just <laughs> body slam him. It's just like uh, one – like og has i don't to my knowledge has never done something like this so i was giving him the benefit of the doubt the entire time like there's no way he was doing that on purpose must have been like a weird accident that just got tangled up misunderstanding and then you keep watching the replays and the man literally brings a second arm into the equation to grab dennis Schroeder's leg and just flip him um yeah i don't i don't really know what happened (laughs)
0: Yeah, so uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the wrestling match that happened down in uh, down in Tampa between the Lakers and the the Raptors. But uh, no, the Lakers finally, for the first time since before myself and Honey were born, finally beat the the Toronto Raptors or uh, the Tampa Bay Raptors. They're they're undefeated against the Tampa Bay rappers uh, Raptors. I guess we'll we'll just leave it at that.
1: Um. So, all jokes aside about it being before we were born, it was uh, the last time that the Lakers won, I believe, was before this site and podcast existed, correct? Yeah, this started, November, November of 2014 is what they this said. This
0: started uh, in 2015 was when Lakers Outsiders <laughs> Amazing. was Amazing. We
1: should throw a party. <laughs> this This should be a party that we are celebrating a win over the Raptors for the first time the, in the history first, of this website.
0: Man, uh, man. Th- <laughs> Those first couple of years, we were we were like almost happy because like it was helping the Lakers keep their draft picks and all that stuff and helping the rebuild. But yeah, man, it has been way way too long since the Lakers beat the Raptors. But that's what we're going to talk about today. We're also going to talk about the Lakers bringing in a new player and uh, I think they have to create a roster spot to make it. No, they have them. Oh, that one? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, the Lakers signed Ben McLemore. We're going to talk about that after the game. The Lakers beat the Raptors 110-101. to Before we dive in, guys, though, as always, do these live on twitch.tv slash Lakers Outsiders. So if you want to support us, you can follow us there. You can subscribe to us there. Um, You can subscribe to us over on YouTube as well. And uh, like and follow us on facebook.com slash Lakers Outsiders. Those are the three platforms we do these live. And then, of course... After the fact, um, they will go up on all those other podcast platforms like Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google, all, all that stuff. Uh, so plenty of uh, plenty of outlets for you to find the the pod if you like it. Um, and if you do, thank you so much. And if you listen, thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. So, um, Honey, let's talk about this game. Personally, I did not get to watch it. I was looking forward to getting to watch it. Um, but apparently it was Florida games are now blacked out in Boise, Idaho. I don't <laughs> understand that one. But, uh for some reason the game was blacked out. I could watch other games, which was cool, but could not uh could not watch this one. But I can tell just from looking at the box score, the Lakers were very had a very balanced attack in this one. What were, what were some of the, some of your takeaways in this game? Cuz the Lakers, I mean, this the final score was much closer than the yeah. the game actually was.
1: Yeah. Um and I think, you know, to your point, it was definitely a very complete team win. In fact, a couple of the guys that have sort of been carrying the Lakers offensively since uh, LeBron went down especially and Dennis Schroeder and Kakuzma didn't really have great scoring nights by any means, but uh, because everybody was contributing, uh, it really didn't matter. Um, that said, I did want to highlight as, as sort of my main takeaway from this game, uh, a particular individual, because I think he really set the tone literally from the first possession of the game. And that's Marc Gasol. Um, first possession of the game uh He basically snatches an offensive rebound from, I believe it was Chris Boucher's hands. Like he had the ball in his hands and Mark just grabs it from him uh, and then passes it off for a Kalkuzma three. And that really kind of set the tone for the night. The Lakers were uh, really raining threes all night, especially in the first half. And I think Mark in particular was uh, just a really huge presence for them. Ended the night with 13 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and four blocks even though at least one of those blocks, maybe more of them definitely should have been called fouls. But the the way that the officiating in that game went, I had no problem with them calling it that way. Um, and he also, I think, uh, a couple of those rebounds, at least three of them were offensive rebounds. So he was really stuffing the stat sheet, something that we kind of talked about in our last podcast, that he's not really um, a player that puts up big stats uh, by any means, even though... You know, we kind of talked about him being impactful regardless of that. But tonight he kind of did a little bit of both. You know, he's obviously a really crucial part of kind of setting the offense up, especially when LeBron isn't the guy out there. Um, I'm really kind of handling the ball. And defensively, being that presence, uh, you know, the Lakers in that first half especially were just clicking on all cylinders on both ends of the floor. And they ended up holding – the Raptors to five of 33 shooting from three. Um, they're not really able to do that without having a guy and Mark kind of setting the tone in the paint because it kind of allowed everybody to to really close out hard knowing that they have a guy back that, that can uh, really protect the rim. Um, so I think, you know, as great as everybody was and as as equally distributed as the production was across the team, I think Mark kind of deserves a little bit of the, you know, a. a a slightly bigger share of the pie and, and the game ball for this one, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think it kind of goes back to what I think we talked about on the, in our last show is that I, you know, he's, he's too, still too good, too valuable. brings a different dynamic, I think to where he shouldn't be just riding the end of the bench. Like he still should get minutes. Maybe in the playoffs, you revisit it a little more and you, you evaluate the role with Anthony Davis, presumably playing a lot at the five. <laughs> um, but Marquezal gives you some of that, some of those similar kind of things that the Davis does. He can still space the floor. Um, he has, I mean, he's a very high IQ player. Can pass, can create, just make all those kind of winning plays. And he's just such a tough physical presence out there. Um, and yeah, I, I, like you said. I mean, I, I saw it all over my timeline when I was uh, kind of trying to keep up with the game that he was, uh, he was really standing out. So doesn't surprise me one bit. I mean, the guy's the ultimate pro. I think he's kind of. Been through and, and seen it all, and you know he's a he's an NBA champion, so he's uh, probably not phased by it. If anything, might, might have lit a match under him um, to have Drummond come over and then immediately basically get relegated to the bench. And uh, who knows? I mean, maybe we'll get kind of a pissed off Mark Gasol the rest of the way, and we'll get some some really good basketball out of him. That would be really really cool. But yeah, I mean, just I mean, you can just tell really looking at the box score, the Lakers. Defensively, I mean, you hold Toronto uh, under 40% shooting, 15% from the three-point line on high-volume, 33-shot attempts. Uh, They did get 30 free throws, um, but the Lakers hit shots, and that is something that has been welcome because for a while now they have not been hitting shots, um, even shots that they're creating that are open. And they finally got shots to go today. I don't know if it's the Lakers added Ben McLemore and guys started to see oh, Somebody's coming from minutes. I better start hitting some <laughs> shots. But they, I mean, they they shot really, really well. They were red hot to start to start the game, and I think they scored what forty in the first quarter. So yeah. Um, but yeah, thirty nine of seventy nine from the field, but eighteen of forty from the three point line. I mean, you're not going to lose many games shooting that well from the three point line. Uh, still only shot sixty three percent from the free throw line. Had twenty one turnovers, but. Uh, beat beat Toronto pretty well on the on the glass, had 29 assists to their the 17. And the Lakers, just that balanced attack. I mean, you had um, – what was it? You had seven guys in double figures. You had another guy uh, with, in Wesley uh, at nine. And then you had Kuzma with eight. Uh, so, basically, anybody that played, like, significant minutes almost had double figures. Like, it was a full by-committee approach today. And, yeah. uh, I mean, obviously, both teams are very short-handed. Uh, Raptors didn't have – uh, Lowry and some other guys, the Lakers obviously didn't have their two superstars. Um, and then basically played without Montrez Harrell as well. Um, playing two minutes, yeah. Montrez did have the, uh, I think the, the best quote of the night though, he did say, uh, yeah. so he was asked on if he had any issues with Raptors players or OG and And he said, my beef is with anybody who doesn't have a Lakers Jersey. So, uh, I think Lakers fans should love that quote. I love that quote. That's that's just great. Yep. That's the mentality I love um, that he brings to this team. Is that not only a physical toughness, but I think that mental toughness, just that attitude, that nastiness. And uh, that stuff is valuable. That stuff is very valuable. You need guys like that on your team. And we, we talked about that last year with certain guys on the team that were willing to be kind of those grinders. Um, and He's, he's yeah. certainly one of them. So it um, really feels good to see the Lakers just – Finally beat this team, man. It's it's been yeah. way too long.
1: Yeah, and I know uh, you know when we were talking about this on Sunday, uh, this was one of the games on the road trip where we were like, they should win this game. You know, short of calling it a must win, if they're gonna kind of keep treading water while they're waiting on LeBron and AD, this is one of those games that you gotta win because the Raptors, frankly, haven't been good uh, this season, and they're missing guys in in Kyle Lowry and Fred VanVleet who are. of their three top players Mm -hmm. um but that said i think this game was important in, in sort of like the intangible ways um i know there's kind of been and we kind of talked about this too of you know this team hasn't really gelled in in the chemistry department the same way that it was so apparent last year and that's part mostly because of you know injuries not letting them play uh play together as much but it just hasn't quite had the same uh same vibe I know. Uh, I think Mark Stein does his newsletter, and he kind of talked about it too. Of like, this doesn't have the same. This team doesn't have the same chemistry as it did last year. This game was kind of the opposite of that. I think this was a, a big like chemistry building win. Uh, you know, between the the scuffle that happened, as silly as it was, you know, a guy like Traz coming in and and uh, mucking shit up uh, for for Dennis Schroeder to kind of just protect his teammate. I think that really matters, and yep. you could see the bench uh probably the loudest that they've been maybe all season they were they were chanting for every three yelling every time there was a a call that went against their way they were screaming at the refs LeBron looked like he wanted to suit up right then and there just so he could (laughs) complain to the refs a little bit more um so yeah I I think it it did matter in that sense to me more than just getting another W in the column which again is necessary and, and they need to get a few of these uh, while they're waiting on their two t- superstars, I think it was just a really good game to kind of ge- get everybody gelled and build some confidence as well, uh, especially with their three point shooting.
0: Did I see LeBron out of the uh, walking boot this evening?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I believe he, yeah, he didn't have a walking boot on. I think that's probably why he traveled with the team.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so that's, that's obviously good news. Uh, probably a next step in his, uh, in his rehab process, so that's something to keep an eye on. I, for one, am shocked that Gary Trent Jr. did not score 45 points in this game because I figured with the starting backcourt being out that he was just going to have all these shots and he was just going to make everything yeah. like he always does against the Lakers. But he was only four or 15 in this game, one of six from three. Uh, 11, he points had a, he had a couple court.
1: of early buckets, and I was like, Oh no, here we here go. We go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean like we said, the Lakers did a really good job defensively. I mean, really nobody, I mean, very few players on Toronto were uh, efficient shooting the ball in, in this game. And, you know, the ones that were really weren't high volume. So you, you take that every single time and uh, you live with it. And, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, I mean, Siakam really uh, just was lighting up Kyle Kuzma and like, it was all over NBA Twitter and, um, it's. I mean, Kuzma didn't have a, a good offensive game. I mean, three of thirteen from the field, two of eleven from three. Um, but he, he's come a long way defensively. Obviously, you know, you you play a guy like Siakam. It's going to be. It's kind of a tough matchup. So you're going to have different guys um, having to guard him. But uh, you know, <laughs> it's 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 funny just kind of how the tables can turn, right? And from one matchup to to another, as I very vividly remember that game where Siakam just. shredded the lakers and they could not stop him tonight was not the case there was really nobody for toronto uh that was able to do that so lakers get a very very big win um i very much need a win you know if you want to call it a must win i I wouldn't blame you considering the circumstances with the lakers uh, upcoming schedule the guys that were out um it was it was a great opportunity for them to get a win and they did so in a pretty big way even though they only Ended up winning by nine. Uh, that dominated that game from from the get go. So very very important win for this team, which puts them at 32 and 19. So for those of you guys that are worried about them like dropping out of the playoff race or anything, uh, I'm telling you, you you don't have to worry about this team dropping that far. I mean they're still fifth. They're a game out of third right now. Uh, they're only I mean they a couple a couple losses here and there, and they could drop you know all the way to say seventh or so. Um, but I mean, Golden State right now is still 23 and 27. They're playing Milwaukee tonight. I think without Giannis and Tenacumpo. but they are losing right now in the third quarter uh, by one. So that could help the Lakers uh, just make that safety net even bigger. So um, call it a, a must-win if you need to, but it's a great opportunity that they definitely capitalized on, and I think that that was really important because I think any win that they get without you know the guys that they're missing right now is uh is just you take it however you can get it even if it's the ugliest basketball you've ever seen in your entire life like the magic game basically i wasn't mad yeah. i was like you know i know a lot of people were upset at the the quality of play but hey at the end of the day they won take it and just get out of there
1: yeah and ultimately this just kind of keeps building confidence in these guys it's like hey we got to win against the uh, you know, a decent, if not great uh, opponent without our two superstars. Hopefully that keeps kind of translating to the games where they are playing with those guys and they can still, you know, they might not have to have uh, equal production, but they can still keep producing in, in their roles even when it does change. I think it's also a good opportunity for them to kind of, uh, I mean, technically they have been on this road trip, but since they're they just got out of LA again, um a good opportunity for them to get a win uh in the first game sort of of, of the road trip and hopefully that kind of keeps them going through the rest of the stretch where they're playing the heat the nets the knicks and the hornets where you know i, I think i think the nets game i'm chalking up as a loss but the other three seem seem pretty winnable at least so hopefully they can kind of steal at least a couple of those and kind of end the end the road trip on a on a high.
0: Yeah. Um speaking of standings watch if that's you know what you're into if you're worried about the Lakers dropping. Since I last spoke the the Bucks went on a low run, they're up 8 now on the Warriors midway through the third. <laughs> um and then the other the other game that's going right now is kind of a win-win for the Lakers. The Blazers are at the Clippers. Um Blazers are down 9 um 4 minutes left in the third. So <clears throat> that's kind of a win-win and that's like the thing is like even if the Lakers went on kind of a losing streak like, these other West teams are still going to be playing each other. They're going to be beating each other. Um, so, it, it's yeah. not something that I think people just need to to concern themselves about. The Lakers, I mean, never say never. I just – I'd be absolutely floored if they somehow missed the playoffs, like if they dropped out of the top ten. Like, they'd have to ha- go I – mean, they'd have to have an astronomically bad finish to the last, what, 21 yeah. games of the season. So, um Yeah. yeah not not too concerned about it it's just all about what matchup can you get um in the first two rounds say so um all right so that win was important like you said kind of a, a good win on the road especially i mean that's a long trip to go from la to uh tampa bay and and play yeah. essentially 48 hours later uh, those east games i i would imagine are kind of a little funky uh, for the West Coast teams because they're playing so early. Um, mm-hmm. But, hey, I mean, we're three games into a seven-game road trip, and the Lakers are 2-1 and one on, on said road trip. So uh, if you would have told me they'd win two out of the first three, I, I would take that 100% with, yeah. g- given the, uh, the injuries and the construct of the roster right now. So Miami did lose today to the Grizzlies at home. Uh, by 12. So, I mean, that that's a winnable game. Like you said, Honey, the Nets game is going to be tough. Kevin Durant looks like is back. Um, James Harden is going to be out, which is which is a good thing for the Lakers. But um, Kevin Durant is back. I'm assuming Kyrie Irving is going to play. So that's a tough game. And then they finish off with the Knicks, which is winnable. The, the Hornets, um, which is also winnable given their, their injury situation. So, yeah, so far so good on the road trip. They play Miami on Thursday, um, I believe at four thirty Pacific time, so yep. another very early start game start time. But um, hopefully, the Lakers can get another one. If they get that one, I think that that would uh, really go a long way for them, not only on this road trip, but maybe uh, giving this team, giving this group some confidence or, or more confidence going forward. So. All right, let's talk a little bit about Ben McLemore. The Lakers uh, announced today that they signed Ben McLemore. We have talked off and on on this podcast about adding another potential wing guy, either a guy that could shoot or a guy that could play some defense. Um, Ideally, you'd want somebody that can do both, but 20 games left in the regular season, you're probably not going to find a guy that can do both. So you kind of probably have to get a guy that can do one and then maybe try and coach the other. Obviously, I think with Frank Vogel being a defensive coach, I think you want to take a chance on a guy that can shoot. Ben McLemore has not shot the ball well this year, but the previous couple years he did shoot very well next to James Harden, creating a lot of open looks, and and the Rockets' offense in general is creating a lot of open threes. How do you feel about his fit with this team, and do you see him being a guy that can fit into that rotation uh, going forward and being a consistent contributor?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, Whether I think he's going to be – a guy who's gonna get a lot of minutes in the playoffs or not that's a little bit harder to say i i think vogel prefers guys who uh do contribute more defensively um and macklemore you know to this point in his career, just hasn't really been good on that end of the floor and i'm not really expecting that to change i think they can hide him uh because of the, re- the rest of the scene but i don't think vogel is just gonna magically make him a good defender um at least for the regular season though i do think he's he can be a valuable contributor um you know this team they've had a couple of nights over the stretch where where they really shot the ball well like tonight and against uh, the kings but other than that they've really struggled with their three-point shooting and uh as much as guys like kcp and wesley matthews are proven shooters they do have their off nights and guys like caruso and dennis shooter aren't necessarily those proven shooters so having a guy on the wing who we can catch and shoot and uh, make some of these open shots that the Lakers are still creating without LeBron for the most part uh, is valuable. And then once LeBron comes back, I think that would be huge for McLemore. I think a big reason why his three-point percentage has dropped this year is because he hasn't had a guy uh, as good as James Harden at setting him up uh, or even Russell Westbrook really. Um, And he had that the last uh, couple of years and this year he doesn't. and, And I think, it's probably no coincidence that his three-point shooting has dropped off uh because of that so i think having a guy in lebron and then hopefully even guys like shooter uh marcus all and uh thc did a really good job of this today uh who can really set up shooters and and get the ball in in their shooting pockets and and get them the ball with space i i would hope that he's going to be able to contribute um and if he can't then it's kind of just you know, it, it's whatever. It doesn't really change anything. So it's. I think it's a really worthy gamble for the Lakers. I don't think there's anybody else out there that is necessarily going to contribute more. Um, the guy, other guys that I was kind of thinking of were like Austin Rivers. Um, I think, uh, I don't know if Michael K. Gilchrist is on a team right now. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, but those were kind of the sort of guys that I was thinking of. And again, you know, you're not going to get somebody who is, a great defender, great three point shooter can uh, take guys off the bounce as well. You're really looking for somebody who can do at least one of those things at an elite level. And Ben McLemore, at, at least for the last couple of years has kind of proven that he can do that at an elite level. It's just a matter of whether he'll be able to up his game, um, you know, with this roster. And I I'm fairly optimistic that he could.
0: Yeah. I'm optimistic about the signing. I, <clears throat> I said uh, on Twitter that I think he's, he's worth, he's definitely worth taking a flyer on, you know, at the, especially at this stage of the season. I, you know, it's the, the buyout market isn't, hasn't really like uh, been as robust, I think as I expected it to be. And it could still formulate uh, that way. I mean, I, you know, some, some guys could come available. It once teams start to kind of fall out of the, the playoff race and stuff like that, I guess. But um, at this point, I mean, I think he's a guy – like, the Lakers don't really need much defensively, um, especially if they're fully healthy. This team is going to be one of the best defensive teams, if not the best defensive team in the NBA. And they don't really have a lot of needs. I think they've got enough wing defenders, assuming that they are fully healthy. You know, you've got guys like um, KCP. You've got Wesley Matthews. You've got LeBron. You've got Kyle Kuzma. All capable perimeter defenders. And, you know, Schroeder's been good. I think Montrez Harrell's been better defensively than – than people thought. And uh, so defensively, I don't, you know, obviously you you want all the guys out there to be good on both ends of the floor. But I think mm-hmm. at least Ben McLemore is, is a guy that brings, you know, athleticism. And he brings a guy that has proven in the past, you know, obviously hasn't shot the ball well from the three point line this season. But that, that Rockets team, man, is just, they're not good. I mean, they're really, really bad. Um, so, you know, I don't know what the quality of his looks are. And I don't know. He just might be more comfortable playing next to a, a, a primary offensive initiator like a James Harden, like LeBron James, uh, Russell Westbrook. That, they create those wide open looks. And uh, so maybe, you know, getting him back in a role like that will get him going again. Then again, the Lakers seem to be pretty cursed when it comes to shooters. So uh, you never really sure. know for sure. I mean, Danny Green was like a sharpshooter, I feel like most of his career. And then fell off with the Lakers, and then all of a sudden with the Sixers this year, he's shooting better again. So, um, but the two previous seasons, so 2018 2019, with the Kings, he shot 41% from the three point line, uh, only 2.2 attempts per game, so not a ton of volume, um, but still efficient. And then that, uh, the season last year with the Rockets, and I, I noticed this, you know, in some of their playoff games too, he had some. Um, just I was like, damn! I didn't realize Ben McLemore had become a shooter like that. Uh, he did shoot forty percent from the three point line last year on six point four attempts per game, and then it's dropped to thirty three percent this year on five attempts per game. So, um, streaky shooter, definitely streaky. Um, but I think he's the type of guy that if the team is struggling offensively, um, he's the type of guy if you can get him out like in transition, can create some opportunities because he is an athletic player. Uh, he's got you know he's got that speed and stuff like that. Um, but if the team is, you know, building houses out of bricks, he's a guy that you can put out there and maybe he gets a couple threes to go. And sometimes shooting is contagious, right? Like we, we see it, yeah. I think with like free throw shooting, once a couple guys start missing free throws, all of a sudden, a lot of guys start missing free throws or, you know, I think like today, the Lakers started hitting, started out fast hitting threes. And all of a sudden it was like all of them were going in. So, um, you know, maybe yeah. he's he's a guy that can just give you that kind of spark off the bench. I don't know how many minutes he's going to play. I don't know what type of role they they envision with him. But um, I'm confident that defensively, like you said, honey, they can at least hide him or maybe you know they can coach him up a little bit, develop him a little bit. You know, the Lakers do have a good coaching staff that can develop guys, especially Frank Vogel does have kind of a reputation as a defensive coach. Uh, so maybe they can get a little bit out of there, um, a little bit. They're out of Ben McLemore, and then if he can just knock down open threes, he'll fit in just fine. Um, I think he's 100 percent worth a flyer. I think he's a low risk, high reward uh, type of player um, in this situation. And uh, he was a guy when he became available that I was uh, I was kind of eyeballing, hoping that they would at least take a look at. It. So um, yeah. I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, and. Uh... I will say one of my favorite NBA archetypes is three-point shooters that can also throw down and the man can fly. Uh, I was reminded of a couple of things. Uh, great, great Ben McLemore stories. Uh, one is the time Kobe was doing some sort of like marketing thing where he was giving challenges to like all-star level players. Uh, and he was like has challenges to win MVP or whatever. And then Ben Mclemore tweeted, "Still waiting for my challenge to Kobe," and it never came. Um, and then the second one, somebody reminded me of this. There's a game uh, I think pretty re- pretty soon after after that tweet, uh, when Ben Mclemore was still with the Grizzlies, where he tried to do a 360 dunk and transition <laughs> and completely whiffed. And uh, I- I'm just very looking forward to that sort of stuff.
0: Uh, well, that makes one of us that's looking forward to that <laughs> stuff. But um, no, I mean, I, in, in all seriousness, I think, I think I, most, I think most Laker fans are, would agree that I think Macklemore is is worth at least taking a shot on yeah. evaluating him. Of course, he is a clutch client, so he probably had, um, kind of the lead in that race for that last fi- that final <laughs> roster spot. So. I think the Lakers are up to six clutch players now.
1: Yeah, Billy Mack was talking about it during the game. It uh, it got basically official like during the first quarter of the game. Yeah. So so they they announced it on Spectrum. Billy Mack to do that. Billy is like, man, I think that's six <laughs> clutch <laughs> players represented by <laughs> Rich Paul on the team now. <laughs>
0: hey, whatever works, man. I mean, it got him uh, championship number seventeen last year. Hopefully, number eighteen this year. So. Uh, hey, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, uh, especially if uh, Clutch it, keeps, it, keeps signing, you know, top talent. I mean, hey, <laughs> keep bringing them on.
1: In a decade, they're just going to retire a jersey that says Clutch. Uh, that's the, there's sign. absolutely going to be a idea.
0: 30 for 30 on all the Clutch players. <laughs> ending up <laughs> playing for the Lakers, uh, at some point. So, uh, yeah, I, I like the move a lot. Um, definitely worth, uh, taking a shot on. And, um, it's a good news day. It's a good news day for the Lakers. Really good win, really impressive win. And, um, you know, you get potentially a nice little nice little role player to, to plug in there as well. I'm excited to see what they can do with, with Mclemore, especially when Ron and AD get back and a lot of those uh, open shots are, are generated for not only him but just, just everybody else.
1: Yeah. Um, I will also give one other piece of just – uh, great news for Lakers fans since we're since we're feeling the love tonight. Uh, the Celtics lost tonight to, to the 76ers. That's not the news. That that's already great. That is- uh, there is a Boston radio host by the name of uh, I think T- Gary <laughs> Gary Tangay. I think I don't know how you pronounce his last name. You tweeted tonight. <clears throat> Tatum's player option is in twenty twenty five. About Jason Tatum. This means in two years, he forces his way out of town. That's the NBA. He can take a hike as far as I am concerned. I love it. I love every second of Boston media people melting down over their trash team. And I will happily take Jason Tatum with the Lakers in 2025.
0: Has Jason Tatum signed with Clutch yet?
1: (laughs) That's the next step.
0: That's the the next guy. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. how, How amazing would that be?
1: It would be awesome. Just uh, We'll
0: take Jalen Brown, too.
1: Yeah, why not? He's a good dude. <laughs> I'll take both of those guys. That's it, though. Nobody else.
0: Yeah, no. So You guys can keep Marcus smart. <clears throat> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's really all I had. Um, chat's been kind of quiet tonight, and we didn't get to, to it right after the, the game ended uh, like I wanted to. But uh, we did have somebody that said how many points did KCP have tonight. Uh well I think when I checked he was four or five from the field. He had both of his threes. He had thirteen points.
1: Yeah, thirteen points. There so you go. good game. Yeah, not a bad sport. night. Yeah. I mean really uh,
0: like if I feel like everybody that played like a significant amount of minutes 'cause like three guys played less than three minutes tonight, uh I feel like yeah. everybody that played played well. I mean I didn't I don't know about Kuzma cause Kuzma didn't shoot the ball well, but <coughs> Kuzma this season has had a knack yeah. for doing a lot of other things very well.
1: so Yeah, I thought I thought he was fine. It wasn't his best game, but I thought it was fine. Um, big shout out to Devante Kaycock. He, he had to play some big minutes because of trez, uh getting ejected for some reason, um, and and really really did a good job. Um, I thought he basically did trez type of things. Brought a lot of energy. Finished at the rim. Uh, got a, got a pretty nasty block as well. So. Uh, pretty good stuff for him. I mean ten, Although, point,
0: 10 points 8 boards in 16 minutes pretty yeah, good no, no,
1: yeah uh, I do love this thing that Lakers fans do because it happened in our mentions every time like an end of a bench guy just has to play because of injuries or something and he has a decent game they're like oh this guy's got to play more <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love uh, Devontae I don't think he's getting in any minutes over a healthy Trez Andrew uh, Drummond Marcus Gasol and eventually Anthony Davis <laughs> If he does,
0: man, he's he's a
1: rising star. <laughs> he's pretty special if he, if he gets any minutes over those guys. We're going to have to
0: max him out. Uh if he's he's beating out <laughs> all those guys for minutes. So uh but no, I mean that just is a testament I think to this team, the coaching staff and 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 Devonte for staying ready and being ready for his yeah. his moment and his opportunity and he took full advantage of it. And uh you love to see it. So uh yeah. Really good day for the Lakers. Really, really good day um, for all the things we talked about. Celtics lost. Uh, Warriors are <laughs> down nine, about to head into the fourth quarter. So, stand- standings-wise, I think it's 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 a really good day um, for the Lakers. Yeah. We'll see how what they can do uh, with Miami on on Thursday. So let's let's talk about that before we sign off. Um, the Heat are twenty six and twenty five this year. They've been kind of a weird team. They they've played better. Um, as of late, because they did start the year very, very poorly. And I mean, all four well, three of the four teams that were the semifinalists the, the Celtics, the Heat, and the Nuggets all started pretty, pretty slow out of the gate. I mean, all of those guys had um, a very quick turnaround, very short offseason, as, as did the Lakers. But the Lakers, I think, were just more, more talented than those teams, and in, in, in all honesty. And were able to, to overcome that quite a bit and build themselves a little cushion just in case some injuries did happen. And, you know, their record is still pretty solid because of that. But um, how do we feel about this game with Miami? Obviously, the Lakers lost the first uh, meeting against Miami um, in L.A., lost a close one, had a chance to win it at the buzzer, couldn't couldn't get the shot to go. Uh, this this Heat team is just very strange. They're very, very up and down, as I think evidenced by their their loss tonight uh, at home to, to the Grizzlies.
1: Yeah, they just they have a lot of ups and downs. I'm just like looking at their schedule uh, before tonight's loss. They had one four in a row. Then before that, they'd lost uh, five in a row. Before that, they'd won five in a row. Before that, they, they had uh, another losing streak. So um, they're really up and down. Obviously, they are a very talented team. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I think, is. One of the best uh players in the league and he plays on both ends of the floor and he obviously have the lakers a ton of trouble in the finals despite you know them winning in six games eventually um you know they got shooters and, and tyler hero duncan robinson Goran dragic uh, those guys mostly come off the bench uh other than duncan robinson who starts they also got victor oladipo who hasn't had a great year but he's obviously a pretty dangerous player as well uh and then bam Adebayo, who's one of my favorite players in the league in terms of just the sheer amount of things he can do, um, so it'll be a really interesting matchup. I think there's a lot of uh, kind of funky matchups, like Bam kind of matching up with Marcus salt to start the game is going to be interesting. Um, you know, he doesn't really stretch the floor. Bam doesn't. He's not the biggest guy, but he's fairly athletic, uh, great defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can really switch out on the Lakers guards and, and give them a lot of trouble. Uh, same thing with Jamie. Same thing with Oladipo, even uh, as a little bit more of an undersized guy. So. Uh, it's going to be tough. I think their defense is uh, really tough to work around for a Lakers team that is missing its two best stars. Um, but, again, they've been a funky team. Their offense doesn't always click either. Their shooting can be up and down, and I think that alone kind of gives the Lakers a chance. Um, I think the biggest thing is the Lakers can limit turnover so that they're getting shots up uh, most possessions and then hopefully having a pretty good shooting night again like tonight. Uh, that's their biggest chance of winning the game.
0: Yeah, kind of crazy thing about tonight was Miami shot 53% from the field, 39% uh, from the three-point line. They were 13 of 33. Only had two less shots than the Grizzlies, but they lost by 12. (laughs) Um, So I I don't don't know if they just didn't defend well or the Grizzlies just hit shots, but the Grizzlies did shoot the ball extremely well. They shot 54% from the field, 41% from the three-point line, and hit 75% of their free throws um turnovers were about even so um i don't know i don't know they're they're a really hard team to figure out they can be i think really good but they can also be really really bad so hopefully uh the lakers get a really bad version and hopefully uh, you know they're, they're able to defend at a high level i think with a team like miami i think you have to to play good defense and get stops because against their set defense, they are going to be pretty tough to score against. So if you can get stops, you yeah. can you know push tempo a little bit, get you know get a little more flow, um, get some of like those even some of those semi transition buckets, um, and, and hitting them before their defense really gets set. I think that'll create um, a little bit of rhythm offensively for the Lakers. So um, that's one thing I'm hoping the Lakers do is is defend well, get stops, push tempo a little bit, and and just try and play a little, play fast because. Um, like you said, honey, they are kind of a, a funky matchup. When you look at like their starting five, they start Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Victor Oladipo, Duncan Robinson, and Trevor Ariza. So basically, four perimeter players yeah. in, in Bam Adebayo, who's um, you know a little bit undersized um, just as a big in general, but undersized as a center, um, but still yeah. a really good player. Um, I, I like his game a lot. He had a triple double tonight. Um, he, he's he's a he's a rising star in this league for sure. So. They definitely have a lot of talent, so they'll be they'll be difficult to deal with. But if the Lakers can get that game, I think that would be a really, really big game to steal. But it's, uh, it's going to be a tough one. It's definitely going to be a tough one. Yeah. So um, we'll see.
1: I'll also be uh, pretty interested to see if the Lakers can find ways to sort of exploit uh, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero defensively. Obviously, that was a huge part of how they won the finals. It's a lot harder to do when you don't have LeBron James being the guy creating those mismatches. So I'll, I'll be kind of interested to see how uh, how they kind of game plan to to take advantage of those two guys in particular, who are really their maybe even their only uh, defensive liabilities on that roster.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, nobody for the Heat body slams a Laker player and forces uh, <laughs> any ejections or anything like that. Like let's uh,
1: let's start it's cool there. Cool they don't have Jay Crowder anymore, so I don't think they have anything to worry uh, about. Yeah,
0: that's true. Uh, yeah. He'd, he'd probably go <laughs> somehow dive into LeBron on the bench or something like that. So, <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it for this time. Uh, that game, like I said, is Thursday, I believe 4.30 Pacific time, so another early start time. Uh, I think it is on TNT, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, yeah, TNT or Time Warner, it uh, looks like. So... Another big game for the Lakers coming up next, next stop on the road trip It you know, the, the, the train keeps on, keeps on chugging. So we'll see if they can get another one and, and improve to three and one on the road trip. Uh, it would be really, really nice to have, especially because Brooklyn is waiting for him, uh, with Kevin Durant back. So I uh, definitely want to get that win. So, um, that is going to do it for this time. Thank you guys so much for listening along. Uh, it's really good to be back. It's really good to be back and and talking some Lakers basketball. I'm ready to get the, get the team healthy, get the team rolling going into the playoffs and and try and make a run to to defend the crown and and try and repeat his champs and finally pass uh those green bitches for uh <laughs> number of championships. I've been waiting for that since my uh my young uh, young Laker fandom since like the age of like 5. So
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, they've made it easy on us since they haven't they've won one in the past, like, 30 years or so. so.
0: I mean, they – It's only a matter of time. They just keep getting so close to acquiring those superstar players. Damn. <laughs> and then they go to the Lakers. It's weird. So, um yeah, that's going to do it. We will try to be back Thursday. I'm going to be out of town this weekend, so won't be here for the – Nets game, um, which I mean maybe maybe a good thing. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but we will try and uh we'll try and pod Thursday uh after that game, especially because it is an earlier start time, which is good for, for good for us. Um and uh, we'll hopefully be talking about another Laker win. So um like I mentioned at the start of the stream, if you want to follow along when we do these live, you want to watch the stream. You can do so on three different platforms, twitch.tv slash Lakers You can um, follow and subscribe to us there. You can subscribe to us up on YouTube as well. And you can like and follow along on facebook.com slash Lakers You can follow Hani on Twitter, uh, just at H-O-N-I-A-H-M. Uh, you can follow me, just at Gary Kester. And you can follow my personal Twitch account as well, just uh, twitch.tv slash gk. All right, we're getting out of here. I'll uh, we'll see you guys probably Thursday. Uh, but until next time, this is Gary Kester with Hania Madian and the Lakers Outsiders, signing off.
1: Shout out to summer league legend Matt Thomas. I came prepared this time.